Hello and welcome to episode 122 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. My name is Matthew and I've taken the hosting duties from dear old Jake and Ewan who are conspicuously absent this week. Uh, joining me on the podcast this week I have uh, dear Brody. Hello. And we are also joined by our illustrious leader, Shannon. Hello. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, how are we this week? Wonderful. It's been a big week. Big week, big week. Finished off with a chicken and cheese. Chicken and cheese. Sounds great. But who eats uh, the fillet of fish? Nobody, unfortunately. No. Does, it, does yeah. anyone actually like fillet of fish, though? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Apparently, much. it's the freshest thing you can get at McDonald's. Is that true? It's one of the only things they make to order. I'm going to have to go. I thought they made everything to order now. And it's been a uh, huge, uh, huge controversial week in gaming, uh, going from the Nintendo Switch uh, having games like LA Noir, Rocket League, uh, Doom, and even Skyrim coming out uh, from uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds being announced as uh, a Game of the Year contender, uh, an entire cinema uh, losing itself over Pikachu talking English, which uh, seems kind of wrong. But I think the biggest, the biggest concern uh, and the biggest issue that uh, we had to deal with that sort of, you know, came out with release today was uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and uh, microtransactions. So uh, after potentially the biggest backlash in gaming history, it looks like EA have completely pulled microtransactions from Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, at the time of writing, uh, crystals, which are the in-game currency that could be purchased with w- real money, uh, can no longer be purchased in-game. Uh, now, this, of course, reflects on the fact that uh, you know the game itself has a, a quite an arduous uh, grinding system in order to unlock things. Now, Brody, you've been playing uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, well, for what I assume since release today. Uh, how have you been finding it? Uh, I actually haven't had a chance to get stuck into the multiplayer side of it as yet, so I haven't got to see how the progression system works now, um, now that the microtransactions have been taken out of it. Um, I've mainly been playing the campaign, because I'm a bit of a single-player sort of guy. Where are you up to? Um, how do I say it? chapter? Um, without spoilers? Yeah, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to work out without spoilers. Are um, you up to the changing moment in the story? Hmm. Where items, alliances change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much literally up to that mission. Did you expect that? Yes, very much. So so. early. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I I don't know how long the campaign is. I mean, I assume I've probably (laughs) that's it. It's over. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Five (laughs) missions. I assume I'm probably halfway through it, maybe. And um, yeah. I mean, I suppose I did expect it. Like, yeah, I. I don't know how I feel about it so far. It's sort of half of the course, really. I mean, I feel like nobody's even talking about that anyway. To no, be honest. like the campaign at all. No, which is a shame because it's probably the one thing I thought was like very much missing from the first Battlefront, and I liked um, like single player aspects in games, but I just don't think Dice have a real good handle of campaigns, in my personal opinion. Like, I, I don't think any of their campaigns lately have been that good. 
Well, I think this one was done, obviously, I think DICE would have had some input, but it was done by Jade Raymond's Motive Studio. So this is their first thing that they've made, and it's not that good. But I don't know if that's because of Lucasfilms or... Yeah. Just at their shithouse. Yeah, and I feel like because they had to try and exist within an established law, they couldn't really do anything all that interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I'm keen to play through it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still having a little bit of fun with it. Like, I just... I'm going to blatantly spoil one mission here. Like, at the end, you like you get to, like, stomp around in a big ATAT, and it's really badass. Um, it's pretty cool. But, um, and I feel like some of the... I think James touched on it in his review that, um... Because he did the single-player part, for those who are listening and don't know. Um, there's, like, a, a bunch of missions where you play as, like, existing heroes, like Skywalker and stuff like that. And I feel like I've only done one of them so far, but it's, like, really poorly done. And it's, like, so short and just, I don't know, just makes no sense, really, to me. just feel like it's a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed, just based on everything pre-launch that we knew, which wasn't a whole lot, to be honest. But, mm. yeah, like I said, keen to play through it, but was never really the reason I was excited for the game. No, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, actually do, to play the multiplayer. I, when I played it at Gamescom, I played, like, four or five games of Starfighter Assault, and it was super fun. So I'm, I'm keen to get back into that. Well, yeah, I think as we'll talk about, I guess the spotlight's been on all the controversies that I guess jumping in feels unexpected almost. Mm. So, yeah, let, let's talk about what's happened with what has happened with the microtransactions. Do you want to run through it, Matt, or do you want me to? Uh, oh, well, I was I was just going to say, like, the, the update was the fact that they've been temporarily, temporarily removed from the game. Um basically that all in-game items are, you know, earned through progression and grinding rather than spending. Uh, EA did release the uh, the statement that you can find on our website, but uh, it was in regards that uh, in uh, as we approach the worldwide launch, it's clear that many of you feel there are still challenges in the design. We've heard the concerns about potentially giving players unfair advantages. We've heard this overshadowing uh, otherwise great game. This was never our intention. Sorry, we didn't get this right. Um in reading through the statement, uh, like personally, it's 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 like sort of in two minds. Um, I think that they they're listening and understanding to like the general concerns of the gaming population, but at the same time, the fact that they've only said they're removing temporarily, uh, someone did bring up a good point that uh they it's not you know it's not like they don't have the ability to reinstate it once they've made the you know the money that they're looking for from the game yeah um see, see i don't have the biggest issue with that happening cuz in a week or even a few days i don't think it'll come back this year but i think they'll bring it back next year like people will naturally have progressed to the point where people could just buy their way to anyway like I understand why it's an issue on day one for people to max out by spending money, but I don't think it's that big of an issue in a week, a month, or three months even, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. I think I think it more came down to having having read a lot of, you know, like you follow a lot of the, the sort of the reviewers on Twitter and everything, and a lot of them did say that, you know, grinding to unlock things was actually a, like quite you know a strenuous task like you know for the for the amount of grinding you have to do the unlocks weren't sort of justified in that case um having like not having played the game myself i can't verify that so you know i guess you guys have had a bit more hands-on 
um, you know, in in sort of... Yeah, I'd say there's two parts of it. So there's the heroes that you unlock by getting credits. Like, you could potentially spend money to get them, but it's a very convoluted process of, like, buying crates, breaking them down into parts, then breaking them down into credits. But the heroes, like... People were obviously upset with them because originally this was a whole other thing, but you needed like 40,000 credits or 60,000 to unlock Darth Vader, which was at least like 20 or 30 hours of play. So that did seem a little bit ridiculous. And I mean, so firstly, they, they reduced that by 75%. Yeah. And just based on a few hours of multiplayer, like that feels right now. Like, I don't think there's a major issue with not having them all unlocked from the start. Maybe you guys feel otherwise. No, I don't think I don't think it's like having them all unlocked from the start. I think it's more the fact that like for instance like yeah, if it's 20 to 30 hours to unlock a particular character and there's a fair few characters and such to unlock, it's again, it's like quite that sort of ard, you know, like arduous task of Yeah, you know, it was way too much. Yeah, I think I think there was an unrealistic expectation and the fact that it wasn't a balanced system like you know micro trans the whole micro transaction issue i don't think wouldn't would have been as you know blown out of the water as it was had it not been for you know the amount of time you'd have to actually spend to unlock things i think that was the that was the biggest concern is that yes you know it's it's not terrible that you have to pay to to unlock and get the boosts and everything but it was more the fact that the amount of time you have to play is not almost not justified for, you know, unlocking certain things. So, but as I said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not one, like, I've, I've been following it sort of as a fly on the wall observer, not someone who's been, you know, yeah, in, for sure. in depth in the discussion. So personally, I, you know, I haven't really had much of a, an opinion on the, on the matter myself. So, but yeah, I, but I, I, on the same, to- I was going to say on the same token, it's probably not unreasonable for, EA to hope that people will play their game for 120 plus hours online. I mean, like, if you think of, like, the big multiplayer games like Overwatch and, like, Call of Duty and stuff, they have people that sink, like, days and days of game time into those. So, it's either a case of gamers becoming too lazy to want to unlock things like this and grind away at them, because you're going to be playing the game regardless. Like, you may as well work towards something. Or it's just a case of them maybe over overestimating what people were prepared to do. Yeah, I, I think I think it was too much before. Like, I'll 100% say that. I think it's perfect now, yeah. but... <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah, I think it's also because of the characters that you have to unlock, like Darth Vader and Luke, obviously. Mm, iconic, yeah. Yeah, the most iconic characters. But then I also understand, like, wanting a sense of accomplishment attached to those. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but with the actual star cards, like, that was the other issue. Like, the loot crate system is built into the game. Like, they cannot take that out, which I think there were some rumours this morning that that might be happening, but it just, it can't happen. No. Like, that is, it's built in. It's never going to change. That'll require insane amount of patches, and then that's not going to appease fans either way, so. And plus, the people and- that would have abused it already, they'll already have the stuff. So, if anything, it would only stifle people further from sort of equalizing well, the playing field. that's the thing to be honest like the game has been in you couldn't could you buy stuff in the EA access well it's been out for three days regardless because of the yeah early, yeah exactly version. so yeah. yeah it's been out for three days so potentially if people wanted to pay to win 
they've already like done they it. could have already done that because like i said i think it's like most crucial in the first week where people can pay to win over people that are going to progress naturally yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah so really yeah, it, yeah, it'll be gonna, interesting it's, it's not going to have solved anything really it's just going to Stop I think, people from complaining yeah. about it. I think now. I think the whole thing has just been sort of poorly handled, rather than sort of easing into concerns and and everything. They've kind of jumped to conclusions, and you know, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's been sort of a negative impact on um, on them as a whole. I mean, there was someone someone tweeted earlier today, also that um, you know, if you look at the EA's current profile, um, you've got so many sort of active uh, names in gaming that have really let them down this year. I mean, you've got Mass Effect, um, you know, Need Need for Speed sort of has come out to a bit of a mediocre reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now now Star Wars as well, which is one of their, you know, biggest sort of licenses. Um, does, does anyone know if... Because Battlefield 1 is a pretty big multiplayer game for them. Does anyone know if that has a loot box system of any kind? I don't know if it's got a loot box system, but I, I heard that it was very grindy in the same way. Yeah, okay. But, like, Call of Duty is grindy. Like, you need to grind to get what you want. But I think it's just not as random as, and as convoluted. Like, like yeah. I was telling you guys just before we started the cast, I think the star cards... You're, so, there's four classes, and the, the four classes are ranked. You rank up based on what star cards you've got. So, it's not on how much you play or how many kills you get. It's how many star cards you unlock and mm. you can't unlock star cards without completing missions and then you open loot crates and get the star cards so the way it's laid out is very much like you can either do this or you can spend money to get a loot crate and get the star cards and level up so it's very much rng based sort of is it yeah for sure it's it's yeah. super grindy like it like you need to spend an hour with it to understand it yeah so and, and that's that's a bigger issue like microtransactions no, nobody's really paying attention to how the game is. Like, they're just attacking it for microtransactions when mm. it... Oh, I don't want to say it's not a good game, but there's there's definitely issues regardless. It's a game that needs fixing at the same time. I'd say, you know, EA kind of needs to fix their process of dealing with, yeah, you know, issues. Yeah, for sure. Like In saying thing. that, like, you, you could have got it for $59 today. Like, I can't see you not having enough fun to justify that purchase regardless like whether it's in the campaign or just spending five hours running around with the heroes like it's fun Mm. like i literally told you two days ago that i wasn't going to get it and then i saw that price today and i thought well i kind of have to for that (laughs) be rude not to yeah oh dear if if you spent 120 dollars on the deluxe i I literally was looking at that yesterday yeah and i was like "Hmm, no it's out tomorrow (laughs) like what am i doing yeah, nobody's really talking about that either, how they're just making you pay $60 extra to get the game three days uh, early. I, th- I feel like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people that do that now, though. There's another game. Yep. That, yeah. Did it come of, with any bonuses aside from the fact that you could play only, it three only days Yeah, you, you got some epic cards. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, only... Yeah. So, basically, like you not only paid to play... Well, paid to, paid to win, but you paid to you, play You got early. some advantage, like, yeah. some basic advantages... But everyone else that would have bought that edition would have the same thing. So I guess yeah. I guess at the end of the day that that seems like a bit more of a controversial thing that everyone's kind of glossed over because they're just so mad about the microtransactions. So yeah, there's there's definite like for me personally, if I could choose between having microtransactions and or a season pass, like I would choose the microtransactions just because for me, like it is slightly pay to win, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have fun with it just because I'm not. 
super competitive and needing to come out on top every single match. Like, it doesn't bother me that much. I do wonder and if, the- um, because they're not getting any yeah. income from the microtransactions now, whether they're going to still commit to, like, free DLC, like, for life, for the game now. Yeah, it's hard. Like, obviously, they might have two or three months worth, but who knows if they're going to sort of can it earlier than they would have before. Mm. But that's promising, too. Like, we're already getting two new characters, a single-player mission, vehicles, maps. Mm, they're definitely going to support it, it seems, so. And you can have it yeah. all for the low, low price of seventy nine ninety five. Yeah, I hope not. That just <laughs> ruined the first game. Like, the first game was so much worse, and... All the good modes and heroes came like months after launch when nobody was playing. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think it'll sell well. Like I've, I haven't struggled to get a match at all online yet. I don't think in you any will for mode. a little time, for some time at least. So yeah. Anyway, so much controversy. So much. Uh, <laughs> another another huge controversial thing uh, that's uh, again you know enraged a very uh, like rage filled group of people, aren't they? Um, you know, people gamers. on the internet and gamers. Yeah. Uh, the Game Awards has announced uh, its lineup of contenders for the 2017 Game of the Year, including expected suspects such as uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Persona 5. It also includes Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is still in the er- in early access, uh, which is clearly the odd one out. Not. Uh, not only the fact that it's not finished, but it's the only game on the list that's uh, multiplayer focused. Now, uh, personally, I have well, I don't play the game and I can't play the game because it's not out on uh, Sony consoles and my PC is uh, a hunk of junk. Um, Shannon, is this something? Is this a game that you've uh, you've been sort of getting into recently? Me as a Mac user. Well, you have an um, Xbox One as well, so... It, com- no, it comes out in a week or two. But yeah, I'm, oh. I'm super keen for it. I've played it at events and stuff. I'm just being a smart-ass. <laughs> um, it, no, it is super good. I can understand how people love it. It sold 20 million copies this year. Like, it's the biggest new game franchise in the last five years, in my opinion. Mm. But, oh, God, I, it's such a... Like, I can understand why people wouldn't think it should be nominated when it's up against the games that it is, but at the same time, like, it's huge. And as I was saying on Twitter, like, how many games are actually released in their finished state these days at all? Well, considering what we've just been speaking about. Ex- yeah, you know. exactly right. Yeah, uh, Brody, how about you? Have you have you been um, part of the Battlegrounds? Unfortunately, not yet. I'm like you. I've got a PC that can you know barely run netflix so uh <laughs> i'm i'm waiting for it to come to a uh, xbox one um i've obviously only seen let's plays of it and stuff like that and a couple of my friends played on pc so i've seen it played then and you know I, I don't have an issue with it being nominated for a game of the year award despite it not being quote unquote finished or whatever or released what about if it won um well you know it's, it's voted by gamers so i'm, I'm not i wouldn't be Concerned, but you personally, the opinionated Brody Gibbons, um, it wouldn't bother me, honestly. I think I mean, that's the, look, I mean, look at the games on that list. I am not a fan of many of them, so yeah, I haven't even played Breath of the Wild. I've played an hour of Super Mario Odyssey, I've played a few hours of Horizon, which would probably be my favorite on the list. And I liked, I liked Persona 5 a bit, but um, <laughs> just a bit, yeah, a bit. I mean, I only, I only played up to the I finished the first. Uh, first, uh, what are they called? Castle? 
No, they're not castles. Or are they castles? Didn't I don't you know. go out and buy a Switch for Breath of the Wild? No. I bought a Switch for Mario Odyssey. Who knows why? A Mario Kart? Yeah. I have yeah. all these games. Anyway. Just I haven't got around to it. Yeah. Um, so, no. In conclusion, it wouldn't bother me if player on a Battleground won. Um, if that's what the gamers decide, then, you know. It's obviously earned its spot on those... On the pedestal, I think. It, selling those numbers and, like, being the number one Steam game for, like, a large amount of the year. It's hard to debate. And, like, I know it's getting its 1.0 released version. Like, I think, I don't know if it's in December or January, but really, like, that could have come months ago or it could come tomorrow. Like, who really defines when a game is ready for launch in this kind of situation? Yeah. Or when it's officially launched. Like, you can go into EB Games and buy a copy on Xbox One. I yeah. think I think the, strange. the biggest concern is if like like the fact that people are making mountains out of molehills. I mean, there's a difference between a nomination and actually winning an award. Um, yeah, and if if it wins, I feel like yeah, it, the outrage will be huge. If it wins, I feel like the outrage is probably justified at that point because like it's a fair point that it's like a, a you know what is it effectively an early access game. But as we've said, you know, like no game these days seems to be a complete game you know, upon release. But I think the fact that, like, you know, it's it's nominated along so many other games, um, mm. you know, and so many other quality games. I mean, you know, being, you know, with the Breath of the, with Breath of the Wild sort of sitting, you know, first on the description um, and Super Mario Odyssey, they are, like, two seriously sort of, you know, huge properties that I see sort of having a lot of games struggle to come up against them. But then you've got, yeah, like, you know, Horizon Zero Zero Dawn as well, which, you know, has been Sony's, you know, huge draw card this year. So um, I think that, like, yes, while, you know, like, while, you know, PUBG has been sort of, you know, everyone's go-to because it's fun and it's multiplayer and everything, I don't see it being a, you know, such a major concern, uh, you know, considering that, it's it's up against like you know the the quality level of quality that it is up against so yeah i wonder if um is this the first year in a very long time that there hasn't been like a first person shooter nominated mm. if there's not one i would have thought wolfenstein to sneak in because i finished that the other day and that's a that's a fantastic game i think uh was this this was announced was it announced before wolfenstein's release or I, feel, well, I don't know how. I think there Wolfenstein. is a cutoff because I remember Far Cry missed out. Wolfenstein came out the same day as Mario Odyssey, so yeah, Overwatch went out last year. So there you go. Oh, it did yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, you've got so Breath of the Wild, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, Persona Five, Horizon Zero Dawn, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is a That's game of the year. It's ga- like it's it's one you know category of game of the year. Wolfenstein is in mm. best game direction. Yeah, um, true. You know, like you've got uh, sort of near Automata, Wolfenstein's in in uh, best narrative. Um, you know, you got games like, like Cuphead the, in there. At the end of the day, it's been a huge year for gaming. So there could have been any number of games that made this like you know short list of nominations. Yeah, I, I think, and I think like hey, you know, like <laughs> controversy in this case is is drumming up you know sort of interest in the awards themselves. So. You know yeah. what's a, what's a bit of controversy controversy amongst gamers, huh? Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be a day. I think people are going to be angry either way. Like, there's no winner apart from maybe like Breath of the Wild. But then I'd argue that Mario Horizon deserves it before that. Mm. Well, having having played sort of like a lot of Breath of the Wild, it's it's a great game. But like having sort of 
you know, limited contact with Horizon, like, you know, it, it really comes down to, yeah, I guess who who likes, like, you know, e- either of them could take it and it's going to be, you know, there's going to be outrage regardless, just not as much as if, you know, PUBG takes well, it, it, so. It's voted by the public, you said, yeah, or is I, it not? I thought it was. Uh, I think it is. Well, yeah, well I we, think we, it is now too. We can vote on it, so. Yeah. So, they just disregard it. I think maybe, you know, like, if there's any controversy about that, then it should be from the people who voted from it, so. I feel like the pushback against it initially might even bite the people that didn't like the decision and might make it win even more, or potentially. Yeah, it could be a case of, uh, we're going to spite it, so I'm going to vote for it, so. At the end of the day, who cares? Apparently a lot of people. Well, that's just sad. But, anyway, you know, r- we'll, we'll see. Up. We'll see the results when um, when they come out. Um, in in other news, uh, today we had uh, a release of a long running series, which also is garnering controversy uh, because a brand new Pokemon movie uh, was recently released briefly in cinemas. Uh, which retold Ash's origin story, including him finding Pikachu and trying to build a bomb, bond, build a bomb, uh, build a bond with <laughs> him. Like, wow, that's a wild turn. <laughs> uh, you know, the slip of the tongue. Um, <laughs> got to got to mod- modernize Pokemon somehow. Uh, in one part of the movie, uh, Pikachu speaks plain English, which he's never done before. It's incredibly weird, out of the blue, and equally disturbing. Uh, and at the same time, I'm struggling to speak English as it is. Uh, now we're all the gener- we're all of the generation that grew up with Pokemon. Um, I might go to Brody because I think you are the biggest Pokemon fan in the room. Uh, how do you feel okay. about? Uh, Pikachu speaking English. Um, I'll be honest. I, I like. Well, I don't know where you get the. Uh, oh, well, I don't know. Unless you're that much of not a Pokemon fan, I'm definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Pokemon fan in the room. Um, I haven't it, played a Pokemon game in years. It was a years. joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really getting to him. <laughs> it's just. It's just. It's supposed to be funny if it's a joke. But anyway, um. I honestly didn't realize that he didn't already speak English in one of the movies. I, I, this is, I don't know. No, he says Pika, 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 or Pikachu. That's oh, it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I mean, the world, you know, the gears keep turning. The world but keeps moving. It's not only about Pikachu speaking. He literally just blew the cover of every Pokemon. Like, we now know the reason why they don't want to get in the Pokeballs. We didn't need to know that. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think my, sorry. I think my you biggest just... concern here is the fact that there was... If you go back to the original series, and, and you know this could be showing my age, um, you go back to the original series, and there was only one Pokemon that could actually speak English, and that was Meowth. And there was a, I'm pretty sure there was a whole episode of an origin story of how he learned to speak English... Um, I don't remember uh, exactly how or why he learned to speak English or how he did, but he taught himself English and basically learned how to speak it. So um, that was pretty full on. But the fact that it's like not really explained why Pikachu is suddenly speaking English out of nowhere, um, 
like that it just raises questions i mean like the the whole movie you know the whole movie thing is basically a retcon of the original series um because they took brock and misty out and they put in you know the billion new pokemon that they have now um but yeah it like you know can all pokemon speak english um shannon what do you think no only Meowth. Is Meowth the only character that spoke English regularly? Meowth was the only he one wasn't that could... speaking, was he? Yeah, no, he was He was he actually... Was speaking? Yeah. Yeah. So, why can he speak? Because there was yeah, a whole origin thing of say. how he taught himself English. <laughs> okay, I missed that bit that it was about Meowth. That makes sense. <laughs> but still, that doesn't make any... Like, why is he the only Pokemon out of a thousand that have that's been smart enough to do that? Well, that's a good question. Just kill the rest of the Pokemon and... It's like it's almost like there's then. problems with the law of Pokemon. Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, because this this raises issues. Like if Pikachu can apparently speak um, English, does has he always been able to speak English? Is it someone someone made the suggestion that it was a like a, a potential psychic link between Ash and Pikachu, and he could understand it? But then it was the fact that like Pikachu's mouth is clearly moving. Is it Ash understanding Pikachu? Can Ash speak? Pikachu? And if it's um, psychic based, then why can't actual psychic Pokemon just communicate with people? It 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 raises more questions than it um <laughs> It's a know. black yeah, hole it, of It didn't need to happen. Like it hasn't especially not in the origin story and especially not like if Pikachu I don't know, if he said I love you or something, that's different to like this deep and meaningful thing that he just didn't need to say. Yeah, I it's it's out of place. I don't, the movie sounds trash. I like mean, I don't understand why Brock and Misty aren't in it. Explain that. Well, I guess I guess the fact that we're now in our mid twenties and it's not really a thing designed for us. It's designed for newer generations. Um, I don't care. <laughs> so is this? They don't deserve Pikachu speaking. Is this movie canon? Uh, I think effectively, it is. Mm, I think it's not. It's Ooh. it's like Pokemon. Conclusive. Pokemon has reached the point where it's just make content for the sake of making content. I think because right. there's so much content that's being made. There's been you know like the origin story and then the rehash of the origin story and then Ash's origin story and then you know like the rehash of Ash's origin story and he's travelled to so many different regions and never beaten a league that it's not funny. Mm. Um, so, all movies except Pokemon, I choose you a canon, so it's not canon. But that doesn't make it any better. Like, you can't remove that from your brain. No, because Pikachu clearly spoke English, and it was disturbing. <laughs> it was jarring. Yeah. Um, and I may not sleep tonight. Yep. Uh, no, actually, the, the reason I probably won't sleep tonight is the fact that the Nintendo Switch is absolutely killing it at the moment. It's this year's hottest new gadget, and while a lot of players are still zooming around as Mario, it's time to gear up for a November filled with ex- excellent third-party offerings. Uh, in the midst of this, uh, we have Rockstar's LA Noir. We have uh, you know offerings from Bethesda in uh, Skyrim and Doom, and we've even got my absolute favourite current game that I like to waste so much time on, Rocket League. Uh, now, Shan, you and I hit up Rocket League the other night. What did you think of it compared to, uh, you know, being on the PS4? I really think it's great. Like, a lot of people were saying that it didn't look good, which I read before I played it, and I was pleasantly surprised, at least on handheld. I thought it looked fine. How did you find How did you find the handling and going from, like, you know, 
holding just a controller to holding the entire console in your hand and, um, you know, I, I think around. that's fine. I think playing through these third-party games, like the Joy-Con analog sticks and the little triggers that like sort of not the best way to play games and i think we're seeing that now more than ever but i I think it was fine i was still able to dominate i think i think like it it actually felt quite comfortable on a handheld um yeah it it felt suited the one thing like the one thing i always notice about rocket league i think i tried it on my vita uh, you know, with wireless play, mm. was I always wanted to be able to take Rocket League around the house because it's something that you can just get into and, and play around the house. So I think getting into it, you know, and being able to sit in the lounge room or, you know, somewhere else in the house or on the toilet, um, you know, and just, yes, I play on the toilet, shut up. Um, you know, just just uh, just have a, have a hit out was, yeah. you know, it was really good. Do you enjoy playing with random people? Like, do you almost wish there was, like, an arcade mode with 50 challenges or something that you could play when I wasn't there to carry you? Uh, well, first of all, you weren't carrying me. I was carrying you. Um, and second of all, like, I think Rocket League is one of those games that you can kind of get into and you can go and practice against AI and have a fair bit of fun or you can get online and play it. And I think that's that. Like that's the potential, like... The, the only concern I have with the game is the fact that if you don't have an online connection and there's no one else around, there's not much else to kind of play. Um, yeah, that, you know, that's what I'm sort of getting at. It's just the yeah, it's just the base mode on its own. So I feel like you know, like it's a cheap, it's a cheap game. You know, it's and for its price, it's well worth its value, mm. uh, provided that you got the online connection and everything. But for if you don't have a stable internet connection, it's maybe not something that's worth picking up unless you're always playing with friends. Um, you know, in the same place. So, um, but moving away from that, because like that's not the only game that's come out. So Doom. Well, just, just quickly, I want to ask: Would do yeah. you think like if you're at home, will you play it on Switch or PS4? Like, do you think you'll go back to the PS4 version now? Uh, that's like I probably would. Um, okay. Only, only because like it depends on it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I mean, like you know, if you're in the mood of just sitting sitting in one on the room, toilet mood, or yeah, if you're in the uh, the mood of sitting in one room, or you know. Uh, whatever, then, yeah, you play on the PS4. But if you want to go around the house and whatever, then I think the Switch is the way to go. Um, And, of course, like, between the two controllers, they both sort of handle, you know, differently. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. cool. So, how about you, Brody? Are you likely to pick up Rocket League on the Switch? Uh, No, probably not, if I'm being honest. I have it on PlayStation 4, and that's enough for me, I think. That's the problem with these sort of... um, Obviously, they need these third-party games to come to the Switch to, like, pave the way for, you know, more third-party support. But a lot of games like this, I just they're just coming too late for me. I've got no urge or want to play them again. Like, if Doom had have come out at the same time, obviously it didn't exist at the time of the Switch, but if it came out at the same time on all consoles, I'd probably be more likely to pick it up on the Switch just to take it with me. But because it's come after the fact, I just can't see myself doubling up on games like that at this point. I think that's a good yeah. point too, because um, it like it, it's there's yeah you know, there's two different two different sort of sides to the story. Is like if you already owned it and you then went out and bought a Switch, you're less likely to sort of get into it and um, purchase it. But if the Switch is you know the the newest console you've purchased or or you never got the game. You know, yeah, on, the, well on the other consoles, then 
it, it like yeah it makes a bit more sense to go out and pick it up on the switch especially you know because it gives you that offering of being able to play it you know all around and plus personally i'm not a really big game on the go sort of person like i since like my game boy color i don't think i've ever really owned and held on to like a handheld for more than you know like a couple months so like i don't really play much on the move the only time I'd sort of take my Switch anywhere was if, like, maybe we were doing another podcast all together or whatever, and then we could just play things after the fact like we did last time. Um, but for me, the Switch is more of a home console as well, so that even more so, like, lends to me not wanting to rebuy third-party uh, third games. So, But I'm sure I'm in a very small minority in that regard. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, like... I own Skyrim on PS4 and PS3, but I still want to pick it up on Switch, even though I know I won't yeah. finish it. Whereas I, just, I will never play that game again. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of want it. <laughs> but why? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, Yeah, exactly. That said, I did pick up um, L.A. Noir again on Xbox One. I don't See, know I don't why. know why you'd buy it on Xbox One. That's just an idiot move. Well, because... Because so, it's what I play most. <laughs> would would you like you know if if someone came up to you and said you know like I've got a Switch and and I want to play these games would you still recommend them to them you know either way or would you tell them to sort of go for the um you know the the home console release? Fuck. Do you think? No, I I would say Switch. I would I just want every game on Switch. Sorry, my thing just lagged big time. <laughs> just say Switch. Switch. Actually, no, say Xbox One because you're weird. No, I mean if 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 they've bought a Switch, I, I sh- I'm going to guess what the question was. But I mean, if they've bought a Switch and they're asking me if they should buy La Noire, like Rocket League, or Doom for that console, uh, well, like for sure, they're all great games in their own right. Um, like why not? And if taking those games on the road appeals to you, then there's no reason not to. But if they had, if say, if they had a Switch. Or they bought a Switch, but they already had a, a you know, like a PS4 or an Xbox One. Would you be likely to recommend them for the, you know, the home console experience, or would you be more likely to tell them to get it on the Switch? Do you reckon? Oh well, that's just a matter of taste. That just that just comes down to what you prefer. Like I'm a home console guy, but they might be keen to game on the go. So, um, and I guess with the Switch, you've got the benefit of being able to do both. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it is worth buying it on the Switch in that regard. But um, I only bought the I only bought La Noire because I wanted to see what it looked like in um, 4K. Um, and amazingly, it's not that good. So yeah, now, myth busted. Yeah. Now, Shane. And yeah, uh, yeah, you, go on. You had concerns. Um, yeah, as you said before with Rocket League, you had concerns about certain games um, looking good in handheld but not translating well uh, when docked. Um, yeah, Doom looks like really rough. Like, yeah, it's so rough on the the um, docked mode. Like, it's apparently running in, I think, like 900p or probably not 1080, but it just looks so bad. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's just jaggies everywhere. Do you think that's a, a concern, um, you know, when porting games? I mean, because, like, you know, the, the ports are clearly going to be popular with Switch owners, but do you mm. think that's a concern with other games being ported that they're either porting it for one or the other, but not both? Uh, you know, like 
either porting it for big screen or porting it for the small yeah, screen, I, but not... I don't think so. Not for me personally. Like, I think some people would potentially want to play in docked mode, but for me, like, the Switch is all about being able to play. Like, even if I'm, I'm at home, I'll just play on the... I'd rather play on the couch with it right up to my face than on the console. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't think it's an issue. Like, I think it needs to look good for, first and foremost on the handheld, and it does. Like, it runs perfectly. It looks great because of the smaller screen. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't look so good in docked mode, but it still runs fine. It's still playable. It's just, like, noticeably bad. <laughs> but then I wouldn't say the game is worse for it. Like, I know that's stupid, but, like, for me, like, it's a handheld first, and then the advan- like the secondary advantage is being able to put it in docked mode, where my PS4, I can't take it on the go with me. I wonder if um, Wolfenstein will suffer as well. Yeah, that... Because it's another yeah, quick... I think it will. Another quick, good-looking shooter. And that's another game that I feel like is coming far too long after the fact like that yeah it's it's insane though because like i think wolfenstein isn't selling out well at all so i think really yeah i don't think it's selling well so i, if like, I haven't, I haven't played it yet like i don't even know if i'll be able to play it before it comes to switch which i think which i think will be early next year so mm. i might just wait i think a lot like, of people will wait it's it's phenomenal it's so good it bums me out that it's not selling well it's really really good i enjoy yeah, it thoroughly. yeah I, I believe you but yeah. everyone's saying that. I want to play it. It's just too much to play. There, there is there is a lot. There is a lot to play. Okay, so how about we uh, transition into our next next segment, uh, which I unfortunately can't play because I'm part of hosting duties, which means that Brody may be able to extend his lead or Shannon may be able to get some more points on the board. How about we play a game of What the Wiki? Of course. Yeah. The enthusiasm is, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's palpable. Uh, no, it's just because I know that my connection is going to lag again and I'm just going to, like, get robbed. <laughs> so, for those of you playing at home, uh, What the Wiki is a game that we uh, tend to play when there's more than two cast members a week uh, and involves uh, reading out a particular game or game character with a Wikipedia description and our contestants have to guess uh, the particular game or game character uh this week we're gonna go with games not game characters um although i think we've been doing that for a while now um anyway uh let's do it your your buzzers are your names and uh here we go the game is a role-playing video game set in the particular universe brody Yes. Is it Skyrim? Brody, it is not Skyrim. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. Developed by BioWare and published by LucasArts, the game was released for the Xbox on July 15th, 2003, and for Microsoft Windows on November 19th, 2003. The game was later ported to Mac, OS X, iOS, and Android by Asper and is playable on the Xbox 360 and Xbox One via their respective respective backwards compatibility. Shannon, features. this is one of the only ones I've genuinely not been sure, take, sure take about. Take your time, Shannon, take your time. Knights of the Old Republic. Correct. Shannon, you were correct. <laughs> yes. Shannon wins <laughs> a point. Woo! Oh, okay. No. I, um, I tried to pick some obscure titles here yeah so. that that was not that was related to anything that, that was, was good obscure. yeah so okay ready for round two here we go the game 
is a role-playing video game. Jeez, I picked them well, didn't I? <laughs> uh, developed by Game Freak and published by Nintendo. Brody. Yes, Brody? Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. <laughs> Can I just ask, is there a colour tie no, to it? No, you can't ask anything. Well, well I was just going to just say Pokemon then, I guess. You got to be a bit more specific. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just take a shot, mate. Uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I can take that answer because technically there's two different generations of games there. Do you want to be. You, you, you be make a, the decision, Matt. Be, no, be a little bit more specific. Pick one. Pick one? Yeah. Pokemon Red. Brody, that is correct. <laughs> Get lost. <laughs> I would have also accepted Pokemon Blue, but Pokemon Yellow was not the one I was part of it because that is technically, um, you know, an, an upgraded version. You uh, shouldn't accept that just in the fact that he didn't know that. Well, go. He's go. It. Move on. But it's, it's one all, so this is the tie-breaking point. So, gentlemen. He's just trying to make himself look not biased because he doesn't yourselves. want me to get a point. Prepare yourselves, gentlemen. Uh, okay the game is a vehicular soccer video game Brody yes Brody this is just bullshit a rocket league Brody that is incorrect (laughs) what What? why would you say that what do you mean continue on vehicular soccer let me start again is a a vehicular Vehicular soccer video game game for the playstation 3 Ooh. The game was released in North America in, Oct- in October 2008 and in Europe in February 2009. The campaign mode of the game is made up uh. of a s- series of varied mini-games and tournaments against AI which can only be played in single-player mode. A sequel t- titled Rocket League was released oh. in July 2015. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I don't know this. The game is played by one or more players locally online. Uh, are we giving in or do we keep going? I didn't know there was a game before Rocket League. No, this is news to me. I, is it the one that... No, I don't know. I've got an idea. Do you, you have it, Do you want one? to take a guess? Rocket Table? Shannon, that is incorrect. <laughs> and the game, for those of you playing at home, is Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. <laughs> <laughs> You're a troll. Oh. You are out of control. Which is uh, the prequel to Rocket League. Do you have a backup tiebreaker round by chance? Uh, I do, actually. Good. Just in the case this happened. <laughs> Fucking hell. And this, this doesn't get any easier for, for oh, you guys no. either. <laughs> the game is a 1994 space flight simulator and a space combat video game. The sequel to a, another game. It places the player... <laughs> In the role of an Imperial Starfighter pilot during events that occur oh, between the Empire Shannon. Strikes- oh, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, Shannon. Rogue Squadron 2. Shannon, that is incorrect. Oh, I don't know Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. During the events that occur between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Lawrence Holland and Edward Killam's Totally Game Studio. No, that's not really relevant. Uh, <laughs> the game's plot takes uh, begins soon after Empire's victory on Hoth uh, in the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, no, that uh, give it to me. That was good. 
Did you say that this was a, uh, a f- like a flight game, like a flight simulator game? A flight simulator game, yes. <sighs> uh, Star Wars X-Wing Commander. I don't know. Oh, no. Sorry, Brody. That uh, is incorrect. And uh, at least I named a Star Wars now I, shooter. Now I've X-Wing. been... Um, I feel like X-Wing is a game, isn't it? There's a game called X-Wing. Uh, there, there was a game called X-Wing. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the game. Uh, well, <laughs> you've gone too obscure. the the game The game was uh, Star Wars Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter. Ah. Uh, okay, I've had to go to another one because this is <sighs> this, this is, is quite unprecedented. Difficult. I don't think you're going to get this one either. Correct. <laughs> okay, the game is a role playing video game, part of the Pokemon franchise, released for the GameCube. It is a successor to of the GameCube game Pokemon Coliseum. The game oh, takes place in Ore, the setting of Pokemon Coliseum's adventure mode. All of the Game Boy Advance Pokemon games can connect to this game through trading and battle uh, mode. Brody. Brody? Now, you can choose to give this to me or not, because I don't know the subtitle, but is it Pokemon XD? Brody, I will accept that. And congratulations, you. you have won What the Wiki. He Googled that. There is I no way he knew that. No, I feel like it's something XD, something of darkness. He didn't even know that red and yellow were different generations. Pokemon <laughs> XD, Gale of Darkness was the title Gale of the of, game. Oh, this is rigged. I promise you I knew it's Pokemon rigged. XD. No, but I don't care. Shannon, you, you wanted it to be over <laughs> as much as anyone. <laughs> he Googled it. I he didn't. just admitted it. I didn't Google it. Look, as as competitive as as I am against Brody, I could hear his suffering in his voice, so I don't think he googled it. So I didn't google it. Anyway, with the uh, with the results of that, that brings us to the end of uh, one hundred and twenty two of the Startcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe on uh, Podcast One and Podbean and iTunes and whatever Shannon releases the podcast to, um, <laughs> if he releases it. Unlike that uh, random episode 113 that reappeared and, you know, put me a point behind. Um, <laughs> you can also follow us on uh, all forms of social media, uh, Press Start AU on Twitter and Instagram, as well as our Facebook page, Press Start, and, and keep updated with Press Start on, you know, the general internet, which is uh, au. Uh, I've been your host, uh, Matthew. That's my name. Yep. Um, I've been a pretty terrible host. <laughs> uh, and I've been joined by our, uh, wonderful, uh, cast members, Brody. Hello. Thank you. Goodbye. You can follow me on socials at Brody underscore DG. And I did not cheat. And, uh, you can also follow our dear friend, Shannon. What the wiki was an inside job. Follow me on Shancake underscore. There's a lot of cute dog pics. Uh, and until next time, <laughs> folks, happy gaming. Bye. 14 rounds of What the Week. <laughs> <laughs>